Were you the dinosaur kid in your class? I was not. It's Fresh Friday. Wednesday, February 15th. You were not the dinosaur kid. I was not. I was more of the Lisa Frank, you know, glitzy, a lot of glitter. That was kind of my style. I did like dinosaurs a lot, but I didn't put in the work to become the dinosaur kid. Every month, the Get Fresh crew sets out on a creative excursion. This month, we went back in time. I didn't know. I sat right next to the dinosaur kid in my class, and his name was Jeffrey. I think my friend Joey Lynch was maybe the dinosaur kid. An excursion that began at the Dinoroars exhibit at the Great Plains Zoo sent us tumbling toward a topic of conversation that had become extinct in most of our minds. A topic set in a time when dinosaur kids ruled the playground. Okay, do you remember the dinosaur kid? His dad was like a comic book artist or did some kind of comics uh, and I really like drawing and Ricky really liked drawing and so we kind of were fighting over the same niche in about third, fourth grade. You probably remember the dinosaur kid in your class. If not, you might actually be the dinosaur kid. Or rather, the kid who was really into dinosaurs. I was not that kid, but I was the kid who was really into knowing about the kid who was really into dinosaurs. Um, the one student I remember being interested in dinosaurs was Aaron Reiser. Third grade was probably his peak. That's when he was starting to do impressions on the playground. That's when he got real weird. At the zoo, at the foot of a giant robotic prehistoric lizard, my curiosities came roaring back. This podcast features sounds from non-dino kids, aspiring dino kids, and my cousin Christopher Von Drachek, who actually was a dino kid intricately spliced together like the bone structure of a fallen triceratops, a dinosaur that some scientists believe may have never actually existed. I wasn't into, like, pretending to be a dinosaur, or, like, I wasn't into, like, you know, in um, King Kong when, like, he fights the T-Rex. That always seemed to me just a, just a smack of, like, poor scholarship. I mean, dinosaurs, to me... Where, like, you had to know, like, femur size, you had to know that the T-Rex skull was, like, the size of, like, you know, like a small uh, VW bug or something. Um, and, like, know your three periods, because there was, like, Triassic, Jurassic, and then, like, Cretaceous period. Um, so, yeah, I was, like, more into the, the science. Dinosaurs were a science. It wasn't something you messed around with. It was serious business. Do you think Jeffrey was more into the science or the fantasy? Oh, man. I think he loved the fantasy of it. He was kind of the kid with the flashy binder, you know? Aaron's big thing was he wanted to create a dinosaur amusement park, not in the same vein as Jurassic Park because he knew that we couldn't make dinosaurs, but he just wanted to have, like, a Six Flags but all about dinosaurs. So he was less of a dino kid and more like a just a carny. Yeah, Absolutely. He was kind of an entrepreneur, though. We just didn't have the funding as second graders or the resources to funding. I remember him talking a lot during Milk Break about it. Like, that was kind of his topic of conversation, like, the lead-in to something like, hey, did you know that blah, 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 blah about dinosaurs? So okay, it's so kind of his conversation starter. Ah, milk, smooth. Milk Break convo. Yeah. Okay. There was a, this dinosaur kid in my class, Mikey, <laughs> and, and he amazed me and... Genuinely, I, I remember thinking about how smart Mikey was when it came to dinosaurs, and I was wondering, where are you getting your information? Like, where is this coming from? Because it just seemed to be never-ending. Like, he knew everything about dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, it was like, you know, it was like the pre-internet age, too. So you couldn't just, like, Google, you know, Brachiosaurus or Brachiosaurus. 
you had to really have either a dusty sort of encyclopedia, which is where I got most of my information, or be in a family that watched public television, <laughs> because I think that they always showed these, you know, paleontology shows. I remember this, there was one guy who was, like, really into the T-Rex, and he was, I remember his haircut, even. He had one of those weird haircuts where he had, like, long hair, like, he was, like, completely bald on top. And he had these, like, round glasses, and he was, like, the T-Rex expert. And we would watch that. Like, every, like, six months, probably during, you know, fundraiser week or whatever. Do you think your friends were kind of impressed that he knew so much about dinosaurs? Um, I don't know. It was third grade. So, maybe. I think they were kind of indifferent to the whole deal. Like, they weren't really into dinosaurs. I knew I was kind of indifferent to the whole deal. It was mostly his pencils that I envied. I do recall in the first... No, the second grade, I did a, um, we had to do like a little bit of like a report on something, and all the kids did reports on like, you know, here's what the Minnesota trends are, here's like, well, you know, what a dairy farm is, and I did my report on the Loch Ness Monster, and, um, which is arguably, they would think if it exists as a dinosaur, and I was like, like one of those people who show up on, um, uh, those like sci-fi programs, Bigfoot Hunter, except that I was like eight, and I was really into the Loch Ness Monster, and I remember, after giving my presentation, I like studied it and researched it for like a week, um, a student came up to me after class and said, uh, the Loch Ness Monster isn't real, and I started crying. <laughs> now, do you find that he had a lot of people kind of gathering around him during milk break, or was he sort of off on his own? You know, he was more off on his own, and he did hang out around the milk tray. I remember that. So it was like trying to, it was almost like he was picking up ladies at the bar, you know? And that was like his lead-in. My group of friends would kind of hang out by like this cement maze that we had, and he would kind of hang out by himself, and then Sometimes he would do these impressions where he would kind of hunch his back a little bit and he would hold his arms like a dinosaur and then he would kind of like crane his neck and make dinosaur noises. And I mean, kids would ask him because it was, I don't know if they asked him because it was just weird to see him do it, which is maybe my suspicion, or if it was actually like they were curious about what dinosaurs looked and sounded like. I think kids were into dinosaurs aesthetically, but I was into dinosaurs like, you know, zoologically in terms of like anatomy yeah. and the history. Now, now this kid that that kind of sunk your ship, um, yeah. was that a popular kid? Oh, yeah. He was definitely a popular kid. If you want to be a popular kid in elementary school, you don't mess with dinosaurs. They didn't really know much about anything except popular kid stuff. And so this was out of their realm of knowledge. But I remember one kid um, telling me, uh, yeah, there's 13 dinosaurs. There were 13... Di- he said there's 13 kinds of dinosaurs. And I was like, no, 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 there's hundreds. He's like, no, there's the Tyrannosaurus, there's the Triceratops, there's the Brontosaurus, there's the one that looks like the Tyrannosaurus but isn't. And he listed off the 13 dinosaurs and, and trying to explain to this idiot that, you know, there's no, there was dozens and dozens of different types of dinosaurs, just like there's, you know, different kinds of other animals. Like, he, he wasn't having it. And uh, and he won that argument because he was the popular kid. Today we know that the Brontosaurus, uh, apparently they've deleted that. That's that's not really a thing. Oh. And see, and this is an example of me not being the dinosaur kid because I'm pretty sure that there's not a Brontosaurus, but I don't know the full story. Yeah, I pay I pay enough attention to know. I know that they have feathers now. That they think that the dinosaurs had feathers. Um, 
and that there's not a brontosaurus. I think maybe the Triceratops might not even be a dinosaur anymore. What, so what was that? That was the one with the three, the horns on the forehead. Really? Yeah. That's a bummer. Cause, I mean, like, that is such a great-looking dinosaur, too. Yeah. But I think huh. I think one of those fantasy dinosaur kids just made him up. Do you think that a T-Rex with feathers would be uh, more intimidating than a T-Rex that sort of looked like a scaly dragon? You know, I, I think no matter what, it's going to be a spooky creature. It's just so big. But I think having feathers takes a slight bit of edge off of the T-Rex. It may seem a little bit softer, a little bit more approachable though you still wouldn't want to approach it. it, just, it there's just a little bit of edge that's gone. Mm-hmm. What color do you think the feathers would have been? Um, maybe like a taupe. Well, that would make sense. I remember when I lived in Rochester, there was this overpopulation of, of, um, of uh, Canadian geese. And I would go for runs when the lake was frozen, not the lake, but like the river area was frozen. You have hundreds of Canadian geese just hanging out. And the way they would walk, with their long necks was so reminiscent of that scene in Jurassic Park when, like, John, they have a John Williams music playing in the background, and they're just slowly kind of, like, meandering across the ice. But these are birds. Um, so I think that's creepy, but I think it makes sense. My generation was very influenced by Jurassic Park. So being the dinosaur kid wasn't incredibly geeky at the time. Everyone was kind of interested in dinosaurs. So you were out. By, by the time Jurassic Park hit, you were out. I, was, I think that was the final stand. Just like the T-Rex came in the Cretaceous period, like the, you know, the king of dinosaurs, like the last dinosaur, Jurassic Park, and I was done. I mean, I remember for Christmas that year, my parents, I had asked for the T-Rex from Jurassic Park who had a removable piece of flesh in his left ribcage. Um, and that's what I wanted for Christmas. And I remember... Um, actually going out to the van where I knew the where I, where I knew the presents were kept, seeing that I had the dinosaur, and I was like totally jacked for Christmas Eve then. And then like a week later, he'd already been like relegated to like you know second or third place. If you were a kid and you found out that dinosaurs were less like you know these big scaly dragon type of things, and they were more <laughs> like just huge birds, do you think right. you'd be you would have been as into them? No, I wouldn't. I would have been into, I think I would have been jumped into the category of, um, actually, as a kid, I would have just gotten into, like, big boats, you know, like Titanic or those ships, um, just, like, understanding, because in the library, there were, like, three or four books, and one of of the books was, like, the dinosaur book, the other book was, like, seeing the inside of the Titanic, or, like, the inside of, like, the Empire State Building, because giant birds are not interesting, that's just kind of creepy. How long were you into dinosaurs? How many years did it last? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of like um, at some point there was like a meteor shower, you know, like there was like like the Cretaceous period or, or the Cretaceous period where like the dinosaur line just ends. There was like a moment in my youth when it just like I don't know, like comet came down. And I think I was done by maybe the age of nine and moved on to probably into turtles. The Fresh Friday Podcast is produced by the Get Fresh crew at Fresh Produce. Visit pickfresh.com to learn more. That's Fresh Friday.